This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Well, it's the end of the year, and right now on JList.com, they have their 2017 anime calendars. There are literally dozens and dozens of calendars on JList.com from a number of different animes that you probably love, including ReZero, Cardcaptor Sakura, Sweetness and Lightning, Osamatsu-san, and Shonen classics like One Piece, Dragon Ball, Hunter x Hunter, and tons more. So go to JList.com, get yourself a super affordable anime calendar for the 2017 year and be the coolest guy in your office. Now, it's time to start the podcast. Have you ever had Oden? I have. Did you, is it good? Because I, I don't think I ever really manned up enough to eat it. Is it good? Fish cakes, like... Like, ugh, I don't think it of it gross. as fish flavored sponges. What? What? <laughs> why would I want to eat a fish flavored oh, sponge? In, in tube shape. Why would I ever? <laughs> what could possibly compel you? What What bet did you lose that led to you eating a tube shaped fish flavored sponge? You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Hey everybody, and welcome to the two to the three hundred the, the tree fitty tree episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host Mitsugi, and we are back after taking a week off so that we could go watch the football game up in Boston last week. It was pretty good, and I am joined by one lovely co-host. She's sitting next to me. She's blonde. She's wearing a white pair of Bose headphones. The magnificent Chiaki. How are you today? Oh. I'm good. Leading off with a little Steins Gate. You know, the choo-choo-doo has just stuck with me. Like I'll just I'll just be going about my day and I'll accomplish a task. Like I'll be vacuuming the house and I'll be like, oh it's so nice and clean. And just be really happy. That is adorable. So on this podcast, we are going to be doing a number of things. It's Christmas time, and by the time this episode comes out, it will be right upon you. And so we are going to be doing a little bit of Secret Santa. We're going to be suggesting Christmas gifts for each other. You know that's not how Secret Santa works, right? Oh, well, it is in my world. Alrighty. This then. is anime Secret Santa, damn it. So we're, so we're going to be we're going to be giving Christmas gifts to each other um, and spreading the love amongst the hosts, even though it's just the two of us. Poor Kazuo is laid up in bed, very sick today. Kazuo really loves doing this, for, for, so for him to not show up, I know that he is he is very sick. And Kimiko is having her company's Christmas party. Yeah, she'll be sick tomorrow. So so, <laughs> so you can find us on our website. If you w- catch our drift. Yeah, www.aaapodcast.com. The mobile app is still coming. I was talking to our developer. He promised me it will be ready sometime in January. <laughs> I was about he to make promised a really, me. I was about to make a really inappropriate joke, but I won't. Okay. You can also find us on iTunes and on Google Play. We're also on Twitter. You can tweet us at 
AAA podcast. We're at Elise Kova for Chiaki over here. And if you go to our website, you can support the podcast, throw us a couple of dollars, and you can get up to eight additional podcast episodes per month, which includes our hentai episodes, our hobby addicts episodes. This week on hobby addicts, we're going to be doing a story time about Nabe and Japanese grocery stores, and then we're also going to be talking about the Star Wars Rogue One series um, t- movie that just came out. So you can get that on our website, and we're also you can also get our after parties, which is. Usually some just shoot the shit after after the normal podcast episodes end. I do like shooting the shit. Uh, we're on this episode. We're also going to be doing a review of Thunderbolt Fantasy, which is like a puppet theater, cool little puppet thing with special effects that that was the listener choice anime from two seasons ago. So we're making good on on our listener choice selection. We try. Also, before we jump in, um, Chiaki, did you have something that you wanted to talk about? Oh. Well, thank you, Mitsugi. I just wanted to say that my next book, which is the first book in a new series that is completely unrelated to my first series, so you don't have to read the first series or anything to get it or understand, it's titled The Alchemists of Loom, and it will be out January 10th. And you can pre-order it online in ebook and hardcover format. And the hardcovers are beautiful. For those of you who hang out uh, during the after party today, I'll probably bring one out and show you guys. That I actually, I, I actually made a YouTube video and put it on my author channel. But if you guys could go pre-order the book, it would mean so much to me. So much. I've been reading the book during my lunch breaks, and I will say that it is very fast to be exciting right off the bat. Thank you. And there's some, there's even some Attack on Titan influences in there. Anyway, also I wanted to make one, one more quick note before we get really rolling. If I, if, if my, if my voice sounds extra gravelly today on on the podcast, it's because I was screaming my head off all week. At, or all night at the football game on Monday and destroyed my voice. <laughs> so I was going to do some extra little podcasts for the people who are members on our website during the week to make up for, you know, not recording over the weekend and could not talk at all. So. Oh, and one more thing with regards to my book stuff. I am going to be doing a full on tour and I'll have more information coming on that soon. But it's looking like there will be at least four, if not up to nine stops across the U.S. So hopefully I can see some people. And you can come and say hi and be like, I know you're from the podcast. And be like, oh, my God, give me a hug. All right. Yeah. Well, l- l- let's get this show rolling. What do you think? Let's do it. So for your Big Bang this week. We have the most anticipated anime list from the upcoming winter 2017 season, according to Japan. Woo! So we're about we're about there. We'll be doing our our picks for the winter season probably in a week or two. I'm not ready. Yeah, so it's really not that far off. I think that will probably be how we lead into the new year. And so I thought, you know, why not go over what Japan would pick if they had a choice? It's not that surprising. The the number five on the list was Yomushi Petal's new season, which I'm excited for, but I know if Kazuo were here, he would make, you know, a foul a foul noise or a, cr- uh, or a crude Yomushi gesture. Petal yes. Sucks. Yes, of the variety of uh, and then That was that was my trying to fill the void that Kazuo left and I can never fill it because Kazuo is too awesome for me. 
The number four was Fate Grand Order, First Order, which I actually don't think has to do with Fate Fate Stay Night, but I, I didn't really look into it, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, then Blue Exorcist, a new season of Blue Exorcist. A new, another Kono Suba. So maybe show, maybe we'll get more It's a Tender Rain. It's a Tender Rain. Uh, also known as Kono Suba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World. Also known as We Made One Song and Reused the Crap Out of not It. Not even really a good song. No, I, I didn't even say it was. And then, not shocking for anybody ever, Gintama, number one most anticipated anime of the winter season. Probably the most anticipated anime in any season in which it comes out. I, I would yeah. I would venture a guess. So that is what's that is what's going to be popular this coming season in Japan. For us though, I could see us not picking most of those. I, I highly doubt we'll, we'll pick Gintama. We probably won't pick Konosuba. But 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 you never know. Kimiko might might, might pick a Konosuba because she wasn't here when we were making fun of it. A couple years ago. And maybe maybe it won't have a tender rain. Guess what? What? Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Shut up! You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here. <laughs> Another big bang. I haven't heard the double drop. Oh, you like that? I liked that. Good, good, good. It was just for you, Chiaki. Was that just for me? Yeah. Did it feel like Vegeta was just speaking to you? I was going to say, you know I have a thing for Vegeta. Yeah. So, in Japan, this is kind of exciting, they are making a Super Mario World theme park in Universal Studios Japan. I remember when they announced this, but it was like a, we've signed and it's yeah. we have the rights to do it and we're probably going to do it, but we're not going to say when, how, or why. So it's getting pretty big. the The news of this, it's they want to have it totally done by the 2020 Olympics, which is probably for obvious reasons because they want to have tons of tourism. I think probably so they want to they want to have these theme parks open and have it full of foreigners who love Super Mario Brothers because I'm pretty much ever pretty much everybody loves Super Mario. Time out. What's up? Astrophysics in the chat just let us know that you are thinking of the wrong show. Tender Rain comes from Sore de Mose Kaiwa Utsukushi. Oh, okay. Well, another show with a really long title. Yeah, you know. But I just wanted to correct that because I know there is someone listening right now who is going, oh, I hate these people. How will I ever com- finish this episode? They are the worst. And I just wanted, I just wanted to let everyone know we've been corrected. Isn't the title of those two of those two shows fairly similar though? I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so the initial plan for the theme park was a $360 million park to be added to the to the Universal Studios. But it has since increased to $430 million. Let's face it, they could pump as much money as they want into this, and they're going to recoup that investment. Oh, like, whoa. Yes. I, oh, I my mean, God. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's something that I would... The next time I'm in Japan and it's open, like after it opens, I would, I would definitely go out of my way to go to. I actually think that when we go to to the the Tokyo Olympics in 2020, which I know I will be going to, without a doubt. Yeah. I think it's worth a side stop at Universal Studios Japan beforehand to go to those, the Super Mario theme park because I'm sure it'll be cool. I I had been saying for years that this should have been a thing in, at Disney and or at Universal Studios Islands of Adventure or something in, in, in Florida for years, like years and years ago. The the potential for it is crazy. I mean, you could have awesome rides, like an entire section full of drain pipes that lead to other places. 
I mean, it could be it could be truly awesome. And there's un- and there's unlimited merchandising and food opportunities. I gotta say, between Universal and Disney, Disney adding in the new Avatar and not Avatar: The Last Airbender, like Blue People Avatar to Animal Kingdom versus Super Mario World. I think Universal is winning this new installation battle. I know those are in completely different countries too, but still. Oh, because Mario Brothers is timeless for 30 plus years now, and Avatar, no one cares anymore. So, the, they will care again once the movies come out, but not but not the way they'll care about Super Mario Brothers. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. So, for the good this week, Makoto Shinkai. Yes, I know. I'm, you know, I'm actually starting to get tired of hearing about him. I, I'm not. I, I love it. Makoto Shinkai's Your Name has become the number one Japanese film of all time in China. The film has earned $77 million in China, surpassing the movie Stand By Me Doraemon, which earned $76 million in a prior year. So the, the, in, the incredible success for this movie continues to roll on. The film has earned about $177 million in Japan as of Monday, which recently passed Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. So, very successful movie from Shinkai continues to grow in popularity. Do you ever do you ever wonder, Mitsugi, how certain things like catch fire like that? Do you ever feel like like I mean, it's a really good film. I'm not saying it isn't, but do you ever find it interesting how it's just like something like that out of the blue is just? Well, I think that the Garden of Words was really big. It was a really big movie. You yeah. know, we didn't love it, but I mean, we liked it. It was it was it, it was it was a good movie, but I think it was a huge hit in Japan, mm-hmm. and I think that because of that movie is sort of a springboard for this movie, which is markedly better. Plus, yeah. Japan sort of has a, a big time boner for time travel. So, I mean, if you think about all the time travel properties that are popular, like that's e- true. E.g., your Steins Gates of the Do-do-do. world. Do do do. So yeah. So there you go. That's the good. We don't really have a bad for this week. We have t- we have two moes. I'm gonna make a drop of you saying that. <laughs> so a Japanese man was arrested after repeatedly sticking his finger into an Oden serving container at a Japanese <gasps> convenience store, Circle K. First question: Who goes to a Circle K ever? Who, Chiaki? Someone might like Circle K. A big loser. That's who goes. Oh, Mitsuki. You gotta stick to your Lawson's and your 7-Eleven. You got. You gotta be loyal. Oh, and your. Doesn't circle. Wait, what has Cronky Chicken? Not Circle K. Who has Cronky Chicken? I don't know. I'll think about it. So, Yusuke Toyoshima was arrested for obstructing business at a Circle K. Yeah, look it up for me. I am. In Tokoname Aichi Prefecture by touching the Oden, a Japanese stew of eggs, daikon, and, ca- and fish cakes sitting on its counter just after midnight on the 28th. The incident came into the into the spotlight after he stupidly uploaded a video of himself doing it onto the internet, which led to police finding him and arresting him. And after his mother saw the video of him doing it on the television, she went to the convenience store herself and apologized for her son. And and the and the only thing I took from this was 
don't the police in Aichi Prefecture have anything better to do? And then I thought, oh, no, it's Japan. I think it was Mini Stop. Mini Stop, that's Mini it. Mini Stop had crunchy chicken. Mini Stop, totally acceptable. Mini Stop, Lawson, 7-Eleven, all amazing. Especially 7-Eleven is particularly good. But who the hell goes to Circle K? Nobody. Don't hate. I'm hating. Um, the Moe for this week, you'll love You'll love the Moe for this week. Go ahead. Figure skater Evgenia Medvedeva is a huge fan of Yuri on Ice. And when she was giving a performance at the Grand Prix of figure skating in France this last week, a fan threw a giant plush rice ball to her onto the ice, which looks like the present that Yuri gets after a skate in the anime Yuri on Ice. So I guess he gets a big rice ball thrown to him. Um, A lot of presents were thrown to her, but she specifically skated to this one item and picked it up off the ice and carried it with her. To where they wait for the, their scores to be announced, and was hugging it the entire time. Very cute. Um, I'm sure she recognized it as being from the anime. I love, I love all the figure skaters online who are embracing Yuri on Ice. Like, there's the there's one figure skater who noticed that she looked like one of the Russians figure skaters in Yuri on Ice, and posted pictures and was like, well, I guess I made my anime debut. And then there's another figure skater that did all the choreography to. What is it? On Love Eros, yes. which is what Yuri skates. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love, I love how excited figure skaters are getting about Yuri on Ice. It's pretty fun. All right, and so that's the that's the good, the bad, and the moe. Chucky, have you ever had the? Have you ever had Odin? I have. You, is it good? Because I, I don't think I ever really manned up enough to eat it. Is it good? Fish cakes, like, like, ugh. I don't think it of it gross. as fish flavored sponges. What? What? <laughs> Why would I want to eat a fish-flavored oh, sponge? In, in tube shape. Why would I ever? <laughs> what could possibly compel you? What What bet did you lose that led to you eating a tube-shaped fish-flavored sponge? Well, I was in Japan for the first time, and my host brother was like, Oden is great, and I tried to bite, and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I kind of feel like that's what it would taste like if you ate a sponge from the kitchen at a sushi restaurant. Yeah, It's pretty gross, isn't it? Oh, oh flesh crawly gross. All right, so for the trivia, the trivia this week, the correct answer was slam dunk. And because we were so late, uh, because, because, because we took a week off, there were so many correct answers yet again that I'm not going to read them all. But the winner for the week was Cy Thoreau. So congratulations on being the winner for the week. And because this is the last of, the, of this past round of trivia, the winner for the month is Zipon. So I have emailed Zipon about, about his or her trivia prize. I'm not really sure who if it's a guy or a girl, but I'm sure that you'll pick out something really awesome. Chucky, we need to come up with a new theme for the next trivia. What do you think it should be? There was a suggestion in the chat from Peter Wright AA. Vampires. Glasses. Vampires and... Which or glasses. One? Vampires or, with, with glasses? Or Well, that narrows it down a lot. Well, Peter Wright suggested pointy hair. Hmm. What do you think? How do you feel about that? I feel like... That that's too broad, maybe. All right. I don't know. All right. Well, I guess we'll figure it out. I don't know. Ooh, what about crowns? Hmm. Anime crowns. Anime crowns. I like it. I like it. All right. So we're we're gonna take a quick news break, and 
When we come back from that, we're going to jump into our main topic, which is an anime secret Santa where we suggest anime-themed Christmas gifts for each other. And then we're going to be doing a review on Thunderbolt Fantasy, which is a very interesting show um, amongst the more interesting things I've watched lately. But uh, while you're on the break, you can think about the answer to this trivia question. The the in-show trivia question is, what is the name of the tiny airships used in the anime Last Exile? Ooh, that's a good one. I know this one. A good question from a good anime. And we'll be back after a few minutes from the news break, so stay tuned. everybody, this is Mitsugi and it's time for your first anime news break. As some of you may or not know, this next year, 2017, is widely considered to be the 100th anniversary of the birth year of anime. So it's a big year coming up for the anime community. And to celebrate anime's upcoming centennial, the NHK television network is going to be doing a TV program where it will list the 100 best anime as determined by an online poll. Now, some of you may be wondering where the poll is located, and you can find it on the NHK website. The poll will open up on January 8th, and anime fans can vote for their favorite anime and also for, for their favorite songs from anime. So get involved with the, with the voting so you can have a say in what you think are the best anime of the last 100 years, and we'll settle once and for all, perhaps, what is the best anime of all time. And with another piece of news relating to a property's birthday, it looks like Kirby is about about to celebrate its 25th anniversary. And to get things kicked off, there is going to be a live orchestra concert in Tokyo and Osaka in Japan. The concert is going to have popular songs that have filled all of Kirby's history and also will have talks about the character's history and there will also be limited edition merchandise available. It's going to take place at the Boon Kamura Orchard Hall in Shibuya on April 16th with the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra and the Osaka concert will take place at the Oryx Theater on June 18th. So for those of you that are going to be in Japan during the middle of April or the middle of June and happen to be big fans of Kirby, you might want to get some tickets and check it out. It looks like ticket prices range from about $75 to $120, which seems pretty standard in line with what you would pay for the Zelda or Final Fantasy concerts here in the United States. And now some very exciting news for those of you that are big fans of Nintendo. It was recently shown that Universal Studios Japan in Osaka plans to have a Super Nintendo World theme park opened at its Universal Studios in Osaka before the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Japan ramping up for a little bit of a boost in tourism activity prior to the big sporting event in 2020. It looks like the planned park in Japan is going to have rides, interactive areas, shops, restaurants, and more. And the cost for the park is now expected to be more than 400 million US dollars, which is quite a bit more than the original estimate for the park. So this is some pretty huge news for both the fans of Nintendo, Japan, and Universal Studios. So for those of you that are going to be traveling in Japan in the coming years, there is something, another awesome thing for you to do in Japan while you visit. This was Mitsugi, and that was your first anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast.
Talking about anime is fun. Even though every host of the AAA podcast is super addicted to anime, we do have other hobbies. I write and read a lot of books. Kimiko is a bartender. I love comics, and Mitsugi and I both love sports. And I think we all love video games and movies. That's why we made Hobby Addicts. Yep, they're brand new podcasts about other hobbies we enjoy. If you want to get a new episode of Hobby Addicts every week, head to aaapodcast.com slash join and select the $5 tier. You'll need to make a membership if you haven't already or don't have one from the forums. But once you do and get yourself signed up, you'll be enjoying all kinds of new content from the AAA podcast. Oh, yeah. When it comes to Pokemon, don't mess with Kazuo. I was in sixth grade, and I had Pokemon on my Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Pocket, I think, at the time. I was in gym class, and we're in the locker room, and I'm getting changed. This kid runs by, grabs my Game Boy, and bolts. (gasps) And so I never got it back. Kid stole my Game Boy with my Pokemon in it. So in sixth grade, uh, one of my electives, I was a teacher's assistant. This kid had that teacher. So I basically went, allegedly, went into the computer and wrecked all of his grades <gasps> yes. and oh found his locker combination because the teacher keeps a record of all that. Broke into his, allegedly, broke into his <laughs> locker, stole all of his Pokemon cards, which he had a ton of, and took all of his textbooks and threw them away. I think he assumed it was me. We did end up getting to, into a fight later on. <laughs> And he beat his ass. Yeah, yeah, I got into a lot of fights in school. He beat that kid's ass. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, used definitely. To fighting. Back to the show. Welcome back to podcast episode 353 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Back from the news break, feeling good, and we're ready to enter into the giving season. Which and first, is, we're going to give you an answer to that trivia question. That's right. So, th- what, one more time, Chucky, what was the question? What is the name of the tiny airships used in the anime Last Exile? The answer is van ships. And they look like giant vans that fly. Do they really? No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> I, I, think I am lying. They, 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 they probably took the name van ships from Vanguard. Yeah, no, totally. That, that makes way more sense. Yeah. I am just bullshitting everyone. Yeah, so when this episode comes out, I think it will most likely be the 21st, which means most of you are probably done with your Christmas shopping, which is a good thing because you shouldn't wait until the 21st to do your Christmas shopping. But some of you may be leaving, even listening to this on Christmas itself, so I thought, well, why not Why not sh- spread the love around and suggest some anime-themed Christmas gifts for you guys? Now, this topic would have been better with, with more hosts involved, <laughs> admittedly. Um, but nonetheless, we we press on, and maybe we can even suggest some good holiday holiday anime that are not Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. Because that's obvious. So, Chiaki, I put together a list here of, of anime-themed Christmas gifts, of which you are on the list here. You were good this year. You behaved yourself, and so I have. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. And so I have some gifts for you. And the first. Do I have to sit on your lap to get them? N- no. Okay. That would be inappropriate. Well, I didn't know if we were playing the Santa thing. So we. <laughs> that was like oddly, oddly sexual. 
Um, so we are. So thanks the, for taking it there. Well, it, it, I mean, everybody listening went there. So the quite so the the number one thing that I got you is, and I think you're gonna love this. I went online and I found for you a case of twenty four bottles of royal milk tea. From from Rakuten.com, which is like a like a like an import goods store, and so like you're gonna open up this present under your tree, and it's gonna weigh like a million pounds, and you're not gonna know what it is, and it's gonna be a case of royal milk tea. No, I will say I will say that you can buy the powdered version of royal milk tea, and it's the same brand and everything, which I do usually buy, but it's not nearly as good as the like pre-made. In the bottle. Yeah, so this isn't that, like, powder bullshit. This is legit royal milk tea in the bottles, in the flesh. I, I tried to find fire coffee for myself because, you know, it's 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 not a bad thing to buy yourself a Christmas gift every once in a while. And I was like, you know, I'd like to have a 50-pack of fire prior brand coffee. But I didn't see it on the website, so I, I gave up. That's fair. So, do you have a gift for me? So here's what I'm doing. So okay. you, we're we're gonna take two different routes right. here right now. You took the route of you planned in advance. Yes. You prepared. Jackie's like I didn't do shit. You did your Christmas shopping. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> I did nothing. I did. I am here on the last minute. But some of you listening on the 21st may also be in the same boat, and there is this wondrous thing. That helps everyone out when you are in such a position. And it's called Amazon Prime. So what I have literally done is I have searched anime in all departments on Amazon and clicked Prime. And I'm going to go through various gifts that come up as Amazon Prime and say if I would give them to anyone on the crew or not. And the first one I actually would. I would give to everyone on the crew. Okay, what is that? It is called Danny's Choice Famous Japanese Animation Print Crew Socks. And they are socks that look like, I'm going to show you. Oh, they look like Totoro. Well, they have Totoro socks. They have other Studio Ghibli characters like No Face. Oh, they have No Face, yeah. They have Pikachu Squirtle, Charmander socks. Now, they do, have all the Sailor Scouts. Do they have like a dressier looking sock so I could wear it to work? They do. They even have one. a bit of fancier ones. Nice. See? Okay, yeah, yeah, and and that, the fancier, wow. the fancier nice ones, sock, it is a nice looking sock. The fancier ones are like striped and go up beyond the heel so you, you know you could wear them with slacks. But then they still kind of have like a nice little design. Actually, I feel like I should order some of these. Maybe you should. You should give them to Mitsugi. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I will. But so that is my prime two day shipping. And the really nice looking one is a pack of four. You get Kiki's Delivery Service, wow. Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, and My Neighbor Totoro now for $15. Now, other than Sailor Moon and Ghibli, is there anything else available? Because that's all you've said Pokemon and Mario. Ooh, I'd like to have a Mario sock. And Ampanman. I'll pass on Ampanman. And who, which which one is this one? I don't know who this is. On the end? It looks familiar. I don't know, but it says love. It does say love. Yeah, so, so spread the love. So that is my that is my first. I am I am Spare a slacker. Spare the moment. I am Christmas a slacker. Gift. 
All right. Hey, I can there are other it. slackers out there, Mitsugi. Hey, that was a pretty and good... And they're going to appreciate this. That, that was a pretty good gift, okay? Thank you. All Thank right. you. All right, I'll just say it. So for Kimiko, who's not here, so she really deserves nothing, um, I, <laughs> I am going <laughs> to get her a sexy Yuri on Ice body pillow set, Dai Makura. There's, like, there's two of them, and it's both of the characters, and Yuri's got like his pants almost totally off. Wait, I have to see this. And it's a little expensive, but, you know, for Kimiko and for entertainment's sake, it, it's, it's, oh, snap. it's worth the cost to, you know, inject a little See, the thing is, though, is that sex into your bedroom. Those those two are the OTP, the one true pair. And I feel like you would just have to get two pillowcases and just put them side by side and be like victory. Okay. Yeah. Do you think she'd like that? Yeah, I think she would. Do you think she would actually use them or display them? I I actually kind of think she would. Yeah. I think she would. Yeah. Just hide them when the grandparents come over. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I wonder what I wonder what Cosmo got me. Nothing, because not here. Oh, Mitsugi. Well, you know, it's the giving season, right? And, and you know, trying to trying to stoke the flames of the giving season is Christmas. And, and what do I get in my stocking? Coal. Well, maybe if you weren't such a grumpy bastard. Yeah. Oh. 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 She oh. went there. The only gift I need are the cries of horror of the Moe girls up from the pit of anime hell. <laughs> my goodness. From my pit of, of hell in the Church of Mitsugi's oh, dungeon. Oh, goodness. All right, so do you have another crazy gift? I do. Let's see. If this gift is just for one person, read what it is, and I'll try to guess who who you would give it to. Okay. Let's see what my next gift is going to She's be. She's scanning Amazon. I am, oh. What? What is it? What is it? Like, hurry up. I'm going to pick Frog Will Anime Death Note Cosplay Notebook and Feather Pen. Oh. Uh, it's not for me. No, it's got to be maybe Kimiko. I would probably give that to Kimiko. I can't. I could not be more. I could not be less interested in your Death Note notebook. Yeah, that would be Kimiko. Yeah, that's kind of a. They still. They actually still sell Death Note notebooks. Apparently so. Gosh. On Amazon hasn't, Prime. Hasn't the for the low low price of nine dollars and twenty cents. Hasn't the moment passed on Death Note notebooks? Apparently I not. I mean that anime is like ten years old. Oh, this would be another good one for Kimiko. Oh. They have Why is Kimiko getting so many gifts? She's not even here. Supernatural, the animation series. What, like on Blu-ray? Blu-ray and DVD, both mm. on, both on Prime. Mm. So, so I'm gonna give Kazuo a gift because he's not here, and we haven't given him anything yet. And because he's not here, I'm gonna punish him by giving him by spending the bulk of his budget on a badass-looking Yomushi pedal figure oh, of Onoda. It's like of Onoda, you know, riding his bicycle, and he's leaning really hard into a turn, and he's, like, partially sideways. And it looks really cool, and I spent, like, half of his budget on that, so... Whatever. That's what you get. Um, and also, but just so... and but there, But that's not the only figure I'm getting Kazubo. I also found a really awesome, badass-looking f- figure of Squirtle who's, like, in mid-attack. Oh, and, no, that's cool. And if you pull up the link on, in the, in, in, on the outline, you can see it, and I'll post it into the chat because this, this one's worth looking at. But it's like he's sort of floating, and there's, like, a water wave behind him, and he looks like he's shooting, I don't know, water gun or hydro pump or one of those. 
Oh, that actually is a really cool figure. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of like a more you, you know how they had those those Dragon Ball figures where the characters look a little a little more mature and a little more hardened. Yeah. And there's there's some body damage on them, like scratches and things like that. That's what this reminds me of. Like there's a lot of Squirtle figures out there and Pokemon figures in general where they're very very kitty, very just, oh, I'm happy Squirtle. But this one's more, Squirtle's like a badass and is getting ready to rip you up. And that's what this figure is. And it's it's pretty neat. And it's a little pricey for what it is, but, you know, it's probably, it's Kazuo would love it. That'd yeah. be a home run gift for Kazuo, I think. I can agree with that. So, you're up. So, my next Amazon Prime gift is would be one for you. Oh, really? It would be. And it's a cute figure of Hatsune Miku. It's a pop anime figure. For anyone who's not familiar, they have the pop Funko Funko figures or whatever. And I know you're getting into Vocaloid a lot more lately, Mitsugi. Well, I've been listening to Vocaloid dubstep. Yeah. So on, on YouTube and things like that. So it's and this one's a cute good. little figure. Only eleven dollars. About sums up how much I think you're worth. And if I ever get to oh thanks. Well, you know what. <laughs> Sick bird. Eleven dollars is about all it costs to practice. I can use this little pl- this little figure you've got me to help the acolytes practice throwing anim- moe girls into the pit of hell because Hasini Miku definitely a moe girl. So toss her in there with the rest of them. If you're gonna skimp on my gift and then make fun of me and tell me how cheap it is, that shit's going into the pit of hell into a really hot, flamey part of it so that that thing melts into a puddle, and then it'll cover up your. Flames. I hope it drips hot pet plastic onto a moe girl that's like lying down there. That would be great. Oh man! All right. So what else we got here for Chiaki? I found you a a cute plushie of of Chi from Chi Sweet Home. I was looking at that. I looked ahead, and it's so cute, and you, I love it. You looked ahead. Chiaki, that's like I'm waking up. That is like the lowest. That's like that is the equivalent of waking up in the middle of the night, going out into the living room, opening all of your gifts, taking stock of what you received, and okay, then rewrapping and then rewrapping everything. That's, it's not that bad. Come on, it's pretty bad. No, it's pretty bad. No. So yeah, I mean, I think you would love it. It's you could put it on your writer's desk and feel happy every time you look at it. Because it's Chi, and she's all laying out, like, splayed out like a cat does, and and looking adorable. I do. I do like Chi. Chi makes me happy. Yeah, as you should, because Chi Sweet Home is really cute. Did the third season of that ever come out? I think so. But you haven't watched it yet? No. I'm surprised at that. Oh, I'm, you know, biding my time. (laughs) Okay. So the next one I'm going to give to all three of you. Oh, my. One of each. And that's okay. the Blu-ray of Steins Gate Complete Series oh, Classic. Oh, come on. Why would you buy three blue, Blu-ray box sets of Steins <laughs> Because Gate? it is the best anime ever, and it saved anime, and you all need your own. <laughs> no. But seriously, though, it is on Amazon Prime for $22. Uh, no, the next- 22 bucks for the whole box set? That's what it says. That's pretty cheap. It is pretty cheap. It must be because they're discounting it because nobody wants it. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. No, oh, my God. Was, Please, serious- no hate mail, people. Seriously though, this is this other gift is one that I would get. Well, I wouldn't get you because I know you already have it, but I would get Kimiko and Kazuo, and that's Super Fight, the anime expansion, also oh. on Amazon Prime. 
Is that the same one that we play in, during the podcast? It is indeed. We we've had some fun playing that. Yeah, I think I think it's a fun party game to have around with your when you know you have friends that are geeky, like yeah. us. Definitely have lots of geeky friends. So you got you you had bought us all socks, right? But I found a a website that had an assorted batch of Pokemon themed socks. Just Pokemon. It had m- mostly the major Pokemon, you know, your Charmanders, your Pikachu, and things like that. But they were it was really cheap. They were really cheap, and I and I you and you could get a whole bunch of them for like ten bucks. So I thought, well, why not get Kazuo some Pokemon themed socks? Because you know he works in an office, and if you look hard enough, you can find socks that look cool that are a little nerdy or whatever, kind of give you a personal flair to your outfit, but also look appropriate to be be worn at work. So I think that if you look hard enough, you can find that, and that is something that can make your day a little more fun. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like like they have the Sock of the Month Club, and they send you dress socks or whatever, but they're not nerdy, generally. They're crazy flashy patterns and stuff which are appropriate for work but they're not nerdy and so you know Kazo being in an office like I am can appreciate having a little personal flair to your business casual attire so this not, this next present I would actually get for you or Kimiko well Kimiko's not here so I'm taking it well we'll see if you like it it is called pop manga coloring book a surreal journey through a cute, curious, bizarre, and beautiful world. It's basically just an anime coloring book with pretty pictures. And I'd get you some nice pencils and let you color. Um, I, I would do this, but I think I'd be really terrible at it, honestly. But, like, the whole coloring book thing is meant to be more, you know, therapeutic and relaxing and, like, a hearkening back to your old days. Oh my god. Sorry, I just wow. got distracted. All right, what did you just click on? You must share. So it's called This is not safe for work for all of you guys. Read listening the title. Over. It's called Foodyu F U R Y U 5 inch super uh pochaco? Po- is that how I, yeah. I I guess that's how noodle stopper figure. What the hell is it? So I know, so it has a girl laying butt naked on top of something. Yeah, basically. What is it, and how did you stumble across it? I this is on Amazon. And I searched anime. Do you have anime. an incognito tab open? <laughs> I searched anime. Damn, this girl's got a booty. Look at that. Yep, Look at that. She's got the. Yep, she's got it all pushed up in her crack. I I think. Oh, okay. I realize what this is. So like. <laughs> <laughs> this is so might dumb. Might as well post a link to that in our chat. This while you're is at so it. dumb. I don't think I can. I don't think I have privileges to do that. Oh. I think it says link hidden. Okay. Oh. Um, I'll try. Nope. So it is noodle stopper, meaning you know how with a cup of noodles, yeah, how you pour in the water and then you close it and you let it sit closed. Oh. This is apparently, and apparently this is a whole line of figures that I'm just now discovering because here's a Supersonico one. Um, that is functionally the same. Equally as sexy. 
And apparently this is a whole thing to have mostly naked anime figures to hold your cup noodles close because nothing, nothing gentlemen says I am a bachelor more than I will eating, always be <laughs> than eating. Nothing says I am a bachelor more than eating cup noodles with a naked anime figure holding the lid closed. You know, if you just fap off in the two minutes that it takes for the cup noodles to sit, that's it. That's the bachelor trifecta right there. Please don't buy this, anyone. Wow. So and the point the point of the noodle stopper is to is to have something to trap the heat in so that it helps soften the noodles more. Yeah. So that like why don't I guess you just it, close the lid of the cup noodle and be done with because, it? Because because it sometimes like cracks back up. People have too much dis- disposable income, I think. <laughs> To waste on something like that. Yeah. By the way, if you are one such bachelor that needs the bachelor trifecta and this is what you're missing, it's $30. But I will judge you if you buy it. That thing is 30 bucks? That thing is 30 bucks. So you're going to buy a a 10 cent cup ramen and you have to eat 100 cup ramens to to cover the cost (laughs) of, of one of those stoppers. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That would take a couple years probably at, at least because I can't imagine, I hope not as a person that you're not eating a cup noodle every other day. Your sodium <laughs> level would be sky high. Like your the doctor would just say, "Oh, your blood type is um Maruchan. <laughs> your blood type your ooh, your blood type is chicken flavor. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that seemed fun. What else do they have? Oh, do do I have another? I have another that would be yeah. for you. Yeah. This, this keep giving me gifts. I love it. <laughs> well, we all know you need your own noodle stopper, Mitsuki. I do. This one, this one, I actually think you would appreciate if I got it for you. Okay. Well, why don't you? The Blu-ray of Spice and Wolf, the complete series, is on Amazon Prime. I do like Spice and, and Wolf. And you like Spice and Wolf? I know you do. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do have Amazon Prime. Why haven't you ordered this for me? I don't know. Because it's only thirty dollars. Cheapskate. It's only thirty dollars, actually. Oh, 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 okay. So you'll buy the you'll buy three twenty dollars box sets of Steins Gate <laughs> as a gag. That no, that is the greatest anime ever made. As a gag. <laughs> but you won't buy me a thirty dollars Blu-ray of Steins Gate or of, of, oh, of Spice and Wolf. He said it. He said it on recording. We're done. We're done, everyone. <laughs> what? He lost just, your mind. We just won the podcast. He You've had lost he lost Steinsgate. You've lost your mind. Oh, uh, uh, if I recall, you had a, you had much more of a problem with Steinsgate than I did. If I if I do recall, you were like raging. I I wasn't aware that Amazon had so much stuff available. Amazon is amazing. I mean, anime I happily. Stuff. I happily bow to the Amazon overlords. You know, there's a cool website called ThinkGeek. Mo- mo- most people know of it. But ThinkGeek has an embarrassingly scarce amount of anime merchandise on it. They have all these obscure and popular and obscure video game series. And then they have tons of TV shows like Game of Thrones and all this. And Stranger Things and all these other things. But then they have no anime section. And I'm just thinking, how can that be possible? You you are you're taking a section of geekdom that has as much merchandise, if not more, than any other. Like as kind of thrives on merchandise. Yeah, a fandom that is that surviving off of merchandise, and you don't sell any. How can that even be possible? I don't I don't understand it at all. Actually, 
I think they had one section for it, and it was Pokemon, and that was only because Pokemon fit into the video game category. I was really disappointed because I, I was gonna go to that website to buy some stuff for Christmas, but, but alas. So, what are some good Christmas anime that you like to that that you've enjoyed? Die Hard. Oh wait, anime. <laughs> okay, so is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> Die Hard is so a Christmas movie. In, in what capacity, though? And that now it, that you've opened up that that Pandora's <laughs> box. And that it takes place on Christmas. And it's an amazing movie. It does take place on Christmas, however. Die Hard is so a Christmas all... movie. It's so a Christmas movie. Okay. How about an anime movie? How about, how about something that's anime related? I just, I feel like I have all the normal ones. Yeah. Tokyo Godfather, yeah. Love Hina Christmas Special. Yeah. Um, most anime has some kind of Christmas-ish episode if it comes out in the winter months. My Santa. My Santa. Or whatever that's called. Yuri, Yuri on Ice had like a Christmas-ish episode. A lot of shows do. I feel like there are very few anime about Christmas, and I think that's because in Japan... Christmas isn't a super big deal. It's all about New Year's, right? I'm going to ask a really important question. Okay. I'm just, I'm I'm taking this on a tangent. All right. Would you watch a Die Hard the anime? Hell yeah, I would. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing. Could it capture, like, the raw, like... Badasses of John McClane? Yeah. Think, I, don't, I don't think. Like, how, I couldn't... Not even John McClane can be John McClane anymore, because Bruce Willis is just too old. He's like 70 now. Yeah, he is. I mean, the last Die Hard movie was fine, but I mean, there's some, the original Die Hard where he's like broken, pulling broken glass out of his feet and stuff. I mean, that's just badass. So badass. And he can't, he doesn't have it anymore because he's just too old. Do you think, do you think anime could ever, is there an anime that has like the action movie feel? Like I'm trying to Black think Lagoon about it now. Black Lagoon does. Black, the Black Lagoon's a good there's one. There's a couple... There's a couple episodes, especially in the second season of Black Lagoon that I recall, where they had some really awesome, amazing fights. Yeah. I'm just trying to, like, I feel like there's something that's quintessential to the Hollywood action movie. Like, there's a feel that a Hollywood action movie has. Cowboy Bebop has some, has its moments. Like, especially the Cowboy Bebop movie. I guess I could kind of see, that is a, oh wait, no, that's Halloween. Yeah, but like, I think that it, so you've touched on a similar thing here. So in J- in Japan, the sort of guns action movie that as we know it, like Die Hard type of movie, guns aren't a big thing in Japan, right? They're just not. So when, so when you think action movies that are anime, or action anime, you think giant robots, samurai, because that's what Japan knows and what their history is. Yeah. And there are anime about guns, but they don't have, like, that it's not a part of their culture. Just like Christmas isn't part of their culture. So you see, while you see anime that have, oh, we have a Christmas episode, like, Van, even Van Dredd has a Christmas episode. Yeah. It's a space, it's outer space sci-fi anime. There's no reason for there to be a Christmas episode, but they put it in there because it's fun. But you won't find an anime that is about Christmas because it's just not important to them. Godius Maximus in the chat points out a good thing. If Die Hard was made into an anime, John McClane would be a Moe girl. It'll be okay if you want to make it dumb. No, I'm well. Yeah, that's what would happen. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's what would happen if Nobunaga ends up being a moe girl nine out of ten times. Ugh. Nobunaga gets no respect. He's 
He's a broken man. He gets no respect. He's a broken man. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 true. Like there really aren't too many Christmas anime. So there's no the point other, in having the discussion again. You're right. I think the other thing about Christmas, though, too, to kind of remind everyone, and you see this in anime when you do see Christmas in anime, is that, and we talked a little bit about this w- uh, with Peter Payne recently when we sat down with him. Right. And is that Christmas is more of a lover's holiday in Japan. Right. It's, it's, it's a big date holiday. Like you go out with a boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other, or that's the day that you propose on or ask someone out for the first time. Like it's a, it's a romantic holiday where Christmas, at least in the States, yes, there's love there, but it's more of like the, but it's more of the familial, like everyone sitting around a table, your whole family, fireplace, warm, happy feeling inside. And so I think you see it in a lot of anime where when Christmas is shown, it doesn't quite have the same feeling, I don't think, as what at least I kind of have come to expect from Christmas media, which is that sort of peace on earth and love your fellow man and family and and whatnot. And what it more focuses on is two characters trying to get on a date together. What about Elf? I've never seen that movie. What? Starring Will Ferrell? I know what movie. Movie's hilarious. I've never seen it. Okay. Yeah. Well, this this Christmas, I only really want to do one thing that has to happen. I want to make a lot of homemade Christmas cookies. I want to make Triforce-shaped cookies. Because I feel like in recent years, it's just not something that's been been done. Um, Christmas has, is always what it is, but for some reason... The making of Christmas cookies has fallen by the wayside, and I want to revive that. I want to bring it back. I like Christmas cookies. They give me any shape you want. Triforce cookies, I don't care. But Christmas cookies must be made, and... and and. Can they have gold sprinkles on them? Yeah. Because the Triforce is gold. You could even put gold something, like gold food color into the dough to make them gold. I don't care. Whatever it is. But I, but I want to have sugar cookies, and I want to have gingerbread cookies. That must happen. I will have this. I demand it. Okay. Anyway, so, all right, well, you know, I want to take this moment to wish everybody a Merry Christmas because I'm sure that by the time you're listening to this, it will nearly be Christmas time. So, have a Merry Christmas. I hope everybody has a very happy holiday with your families or with your friends or with whoever. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy happy Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you that you practice, so... Just have, a happy, just have a happy holiday in general. And if you don't celebrate any of the above, just have a good week. <laughs> if you don't celebrate any of the above, you can at least eat holiday-themed cookies. Yeah, there are cookies everywhere. Have a cookie. Enjoy a cookie. No, no holiday celebration required. There are cookies for every occasion, too. There are indeed. So we're going to take a news break, and when we come back, we are going to do a review of Thunderbolt Fantasy, which is a very interesting show, um, and... We'll do that when we get back, so stay tuned after the news break. See you then. Hey, everybody. This is Mitsugi, and it's time for your second anime news break. 
Getting things started off this time, we have some more very exciting video game news. After many years of waiting, we are getting another Dragon Quest video game on mainstream consoles, that being PlayStation 4. Dragon Quest XI was revealed recently at the Jump Festa on Saturday. Dragon Quest XI titled uh, Dragon Quest XI Sugi Sarashi Tokyo Motomete, otherwise known as Dragon Quest XI In Search of Departed Time. There was a very extended trailer for the game that was played at the event, and the graphics and visual representation of the video game look unbelievable. The game is planning on shipping in Japan in 2017, and then will probably be released shortly thereafter in the rest of the world when the game can be properly localized. So for those of you that are big fans of Dragon Quest and Japanese RPGs, this is something that you should be looking forward to from now all the way until the time when the game comes out. Next up, we have a little bit of anime movie news. Ajin, the currently airing CG anime series in its second season, is getting an upcoming live-action film that is based on the Ajin manga, and the film will be coming out in at the end of September 2017 in Japan. The director of the film is Katsuyuki Motohiro, who also directed Psychopaths and, and Space Travelers, and Takeru Sato, who was in the live-action films of Hironi Kenshin, will play the main character, Kei Nagai. The main setting for the film is going to be Tokyo, and for those of you that are big fans of seeing Japanese films that adapt anime or manga properties, this is an exciting one, so look forward to this movie coming out later on this year. And also at the Jump Festa event on last Saturday, it was announced that Ukyo Kodachi and Mikie Ikemoto's Boruto manga is going to be getting a new anime that's going to premiere in April of 2017. The Naruto and Boruto manga creator Masashi Kishimoto said during the event that he's going to make this new upcoming project even better than Naruto, which may come as a shock for a lot of you that are big fans of the Naruto property. Boruto is based on and is a sequel to the Naruto manga and Boruto's main character is also the protagonist in the Boruto Naruto the movie anime film. So for those of you that are big fans of Shonen, there is another big title potentially coming on the horizon premiering in April 2017 so look forward to that. And rounding us out this time around we have an update about Japanese TV rankings for the week of December 5th through December 11th. Scanning down the list, it looks like things are still pretty status quo in Japan with Sazai-san easily topping the list with a rating of 12.2, followed by the Detective Conan, Shin-chan, Shibimaruko-chan, Doraemon, Detective Conan, One Piece, Dragon Ball Super somehow still on the list, and then rounding things out, Pokemon Sun and Moon. So. Things are pretty status quo in Japan with uh, television shows geared towards children leading the way as usual, but there's no telling what will be the next big show to break out and become very popular in daytime television in Japan. This is Mitsugi and this was your second anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast. Man, Chiaki, I'm so nostalgic for Japan. 
all I want is some Japanese candy or a canned coffee like the ones I used to have on my way to teach at my schools in Japan. So why don't you go out to a con or something and buy some? The prices at cons are crazy expensive and nowhere else carries this stuff. Um, Mitsugi, JList.com, duh. Do they sell Japanese snacks? Yeah, they just started a new box service where you can get an awesome oh. box of Japanese snacks without having to sign up for a subscription even. Oh, no subscription? Is there stuff good though? As good as everything else is on JList.com, it's awesome! I know you, Mitsugi, you'll love it. They have everything from anime-themed snacks to melon bread and even seasonal boxes for Halloween and other holidays. That's great! Is it expensive, though? You know, chotakai. No, it's only $2 per item on average. And the deluxe box comes with a free drink item and a $5 J-List coupon. Rock on! It figures JList.com would come through for me. I can't wait for my ramune-flavored candies. So go to JList.com forward slash box or the non-adult mirror site JBox.com forward slash box to get yours. Mmm, nom noms. Nom. with the 353rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Back from the news break, and right now on JList.com, you can get 2017 anime calendars because, guess what? In two weeks, it won't be 2016 anymore. Thank God. Thank God a lot of people seem to think that. So, why don't you celebrate the end of, of, of 2016 and, and welcome in 2017 by getting a, an anime calendar of your favorite TV series from JList.com. Yeah, seems like a good way to celebrate. Yeah, I think so. Also, we have a five-star review from iTunes. If you write us a five-star review on iTunes, we will read it. We actually have more five, more more reviews on iTunes than any other anime podcast in the world right now, which I'm very proud of. At least the American iTunes. Yeah, but I'm assuming it's probably the biggest. Well, I'm just. Just want, to, just want to caveat that. Okay, yeah. so would you like to read the five-star review, Chiaki? Sure. Lady Iceland, if I'm saying that correctly, writes, I work 10-hour days staring at a computer and depend on podcasts to keep me from going insane. This is one of the few podcasts I can listen to that doesn't put me to sleep. I find it funny and entertaining. Thanks, AAA crew, for getting me through my workday and keeping me up to date with what's going on in anime. You're very welcome. So, a couple seasons ago, I think it was two seasons ago, we were taking votes for the listener choice anime, and the anime that won the poll quite easily, I might add, was Thunderbolt Fantasy. And at the time, we were sort of, you know, unaware of Thunderbolt Fantasy, I think mostly because it didn't make it, on, it didn't make it onto any charts or whatever, because you would question whether or not it's even anime at all. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would I would say it's not, really, which is, makes me wonder now why we're even reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's it isn't it does fall in kind of an interesting segment. So Thunderball Fantasy is puppets. That's not burying the lead on that one. It is it is literally really beautifully made. Yeah. And incredibly designed and and quite well animated if that's the appropriate term it's stop animation i think but i think it's a combination of stop animation and like special wires and whatnot because there are scenes in which they have kind of the fighting scenes or other scenes where there's wind blowing in their hair and that would be really hard to achieve in the way that they achieve it with stop animation. So I think a lot of the animation in Thunderbolt Fantasy is done with like wires and puppetry and whatnot. So in 2014, Gen Udobuchi, who people know from Nitro Plus, was a guest at a Taiwanese comic convention. And while he was at the convention, he discovered this art form, which I will informally call Taiwanese puppetry which he really took a liking to and decided that he wanted to write a story to be done with this Taiwanese puppetry. And so he wrote the story of Thunderbolt Fantasy. And Thunderbolt Fantasy is directed by Chris Huang and Jia Xiang Wang of Philly International Multimedia. And... Because it's Taiwanese, and generally speaking, it's Taiwanese. the The names in the in this are impossible. Yeah. Now, I, that's not me making an inappropriate comment about another culture's names. It's me saying I am unfamiliar with Chinese names in general and Taiwan or Taiwanese names, and I couldn't handle it. Honestly, just I I, I just want to throw that out there. I really struggled. I think towards the end of the series, I was able to really recognize like who they were referring to when they would say a person's name. But at this point, being two weeks removed from it, I can't remember any of their names. Although, I will say for me personally, in fairness, I can't remember the names of most characters in anime about two hours after I watch an episode. So there is that. But just, just as a note that... People talking in the chat about being anime or not anime. It it is it is not stop motion animation from what I'm like seeing and reading about in the chat. And there actually is an episode zero, I believe, where the they talk about making of, and that might even be available for streaming on Crunchyroll for that anyone would be who's curious about that. And Godius Maximus in the chat proposes that it is a quote honorary anime because the uh, the watch directed it, Crunchyroll streamed it, and Anime News Network reviewed it. I I don't really agree. I think anime stands for is a is a shortened for is a shortened katakana go word that means animation. And if it's not animation, it's not anime. But that doesn't really matter because the chat, the the community of this podcast wanted us to do that, wanted us to do this review. Yeah. And the community of the podcast gets what it wants. And yeah. so that's what we're doing. Sometimes. So I said that the names were really challenging. So here are some names of the of the characters. And they have like English translations, but I don't I didn't they don't tell you what that what those are during the show. So there's Lynn. I can't pronounce Chinese. This is me using my English my English pronunciation on on these on these names. Lin Zhue Ya, Shang Bu Huan, 
Don Faye. Don Faye, I, I, re- I remember it. Don Faye is the girl, and I remembered her because I, I, I thought that she reminded me of a character's name from, from Dynasty Warriors. Then there's Don Hang, Shou Yun Zhao, Juan Kan Yun. I mean, there's nothing wrong with these names, but they're very challenging because it's not, and they're not types of names we're exposed to very often. Like, if I see a character whose name is Kyoko um, uh, Tomotomi or something, I can remember that because it's Japanese and I've been consuming Japanese media for two decades. But when it's Chinese media, I struggle. So the plot of it is that it's set in the East, and Don Fei is a girl. She's the woman in the show, and her brother, they're both guardians of this sword known as the Tian Ching Jian, and there is an evil dude named Zhuan Gui Zong. That's the name of the clan that wants the sword, and they want to have the sword for their master, whose name is Mie Tian Hai. Okay. I can almost describe their... I can almost use just, like, descriptions of them better. So there's, like, pretty girl character. Then there's evil dude with, like, the mask. Then there's, like, really strong... Oh, there's the Scorching Phoenix Killer, or whatever, who has, like, his... Who has his chest busting open, like, like Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> Maybe if you didn't spend so much time on zipping all your shirts... So the chat says I should say it as Lin Shu. Okay. So her brother, Don Fei's brother, gets killed right off the bat. And it's like the first five minutes. And this anime is basically about this evil guy trying to obtain a sword because the sword can unlock a seal that, well, I won't, maybe I won't go that far because it's a spoiler, but it unlocks a seal that will threaten the world. And so there's this like band of sort of ragtag characters that is are each. Is the seal in her vagina? No. And that's the difference between this and a hentai, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Although Don Fei is very beautiful. Like the, well, I'll finish the story. So the story is there's like a, there's this, there's a man who is a renowned thief who is also a very good strategist. And he gathers this group of, of of warriors, I guess they are. There's like an archer with one eye who's a really good shot. There's a guy with a spear. There's the girl that I mentioned. And then there's this, the main character of the show, really the main character, I think, is this man who has the, he has like all of these famous swords from history in his possession and he keeps them in like this scroll. And you don't really find this out until the end. But he's very powerful. So they all travel to this, this like high mountain where the evil group known as again, Zhuan uh, Gui Zong, the Zong clan, where they live or whatever, and they want to defeat the evil and prevent it, prevent him from getting the sword and unleashing bad things upon the world. That's the basic summary. It sounds like you're kind of traditional, if you will, sort of sword and sorcery fantasy. Evil bad guy wants to destroy the world, needs sacred relic. Don't let him get sacred relic, ragtag heroes. I would say that there's pretty much the the storyline of this of this puppet theater anime is not really that groundbreaking, but everything about it sort of is. It's very unique. I mean, it may not be groundbreaking in the, the Taiwanese pup 
puppetry uh, scene, but to me, a person who's never been exposed to this before, found it quite good, and there are certain aspects of it that are very good. So, for one thing, the costumes, the puppets themselves, are awesome looking. Yeah, they're stunning. And Don Fay, the girl, is quite beautiful for a puppet, I guess. I don't know. I've, we all say anime characters are hot or whatever. Yeah. So a puppet, in that sense, a puppet is hot too. So she's hot, I guess. So, um, so she is beautiful. Her 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 costume is very elaborate. All the costumes are incredibly elaborate, and they have, in a way that actual anime doesn't really do a good job of capturing anymore because it's just too expensive to animate. The fight scenes in this are really good. Mm-hmm. Well, and they use much some, more detailed and, and quick moving and action packed than most anime. They use some. Gr- they they make great use of say, CG too, from what I saw. So so I'll I'll come out and say like I'm not going to score this show. I did not watch the show all the way through. I watched first couple episodes and then a little bit here and there along the way. So I I've watched a little bit of this show, but not enough to say that I have a critical opinion. That being said, the fight scenes that you showed me, they all made really good use of CG, which is something that we don't usually get to say in anime, that we that we usually end up saying it's actually the opposite, which is, I wish they didn't use any CG. And I think it enhanced this show yeah. a lot. Yeah, well, this show really needs it. Um, whereas anime doesn't really need CG because you can pretty much draw anything you want. Yeah. You can draw a special effect or a fireball or whatever it is. In this anime, there are a lot of times where a character will, or this, I keep saying it in anime, but in Thunderbolt Fantasy, when there'll be there'll be times where a guy slams his sword into the ground so hard that it'll like split the ground open, just as an example. And without the special effects, they wouldn't be able to capture that. Or if, or when they're like flying around the screen really fast or powering up or whatever they do. There's a lot of, of enhancement that's done to it. Yeah. Which is why I think the making of the show would be so interesting to see. Because I'm not actually sure how they do it because it looks so good that it's kind of amazing that it's puppets. You know? Like, yeah. I look back to, like, the Puppet Master horror movies from decades ago where, like, these puppets kill people. And that's... And they move, Right. And I think that's just stop motion, but it looks really janky. Yeah. And the one reason why I think that this is stop motion also is because, in, in, to some, in some capacity, is kind of a, because of the way that the characters will walk. They kind of glide around, or they they kind of bounce. They kind of go move up and down instead of just like, you know, if they were just being like pulled across a screen with screen with strings or something, there wouldn't be like the balance to their gait that they have. Like some of they actually well, kind of. You can of, still do that with puppetry. I guess I just think it would be. I think it would be very challenging to do all of this with strings. I mean, because particularly because of, it's not like it's not like they're just these little puppets that move around. Like the guy with the spear, for example, will like twirl the spear in his hand and like and like spin it behind his neck and like put put it under his arm and stuff. And there ain't no way they're doing that with a, with strings. It's just not happening. Yeah, they would get all well, tangled up. I mean, I think I think they did a really good job. However, they achieved it in various ways, be it some use of stop motion, strings, just master puppeteering, CG practical effects, whatever the case is, it it definitely worked well for what it was. 
And and the only reason why I'm caveating for what it was is that it's still it's still puppets. And and that was something for me that was I I admit. And it's a weird thing. This is a personal thing. This is 110% a personal thing. I'm not shunning anyone or saying anyone else should have this opinion. Just go out and form your own opinion on it. But this is me. I had a hard time getting past the puppet thing. And I and I don't I don't know why. I don't know if it was because it was in my head, this is a show with puppets, and that just kind of tainted it for me. I don't know if it's because of uh, the story just didn't grip me in general and I'm and I'm pushing it onto the puppet thing. I I don't really know what it was, but there's something about like it slotted into this weird middle ground where it wasn't anime where I'm watching it and going, this is completely not real. This is, this is created and fabricated and completely false and nothing is grounded in reality versus a, a live action show, a drama, a TV show, a movie, which is real and it moves like real things move and, and people. And it's like, there's two parts of my head that it's like, when I watch an anime, I turn on the, this is not real part of my brain. And when I watch a movie or something, I turn on the, this is real part of my brain. And this almost slotted into a weird middle ground where I feel like whenever I watch it, I'd be like, I don't know what part of my brain to turn on because it moves like real things move because they are real things. They're real puppets being filmed. And there's real kind of settings and scenes that they're interacting with. But it's puppets, so yeah, it's I mean, kind of not real. I don't know. I just had a hard well, time there's a couple things. getting into it. A couple of things I think I can pinpoint this for you. One, I think, and I think I'm using the right term, is the uncanny valley. Is that right? They, they, they're supposed to be people. They look like people, but they're not people. They're, mm. they, they, they're close enough to, to looking human that it creeps you out. Because they're not quite... It's the same way that like looking at a... A love doll, like a, a high quality love doll, look, freaks you out because it looks real, but it's not. And you're like, that is odd. That's tickling the the strangeness in my brain. Yeah. And the other thing is that when they speak, they don't have good mouth movements. On the oh, puppets. that's true. So the puppet's mouths barely move. Like they like their lips will kind of open and close a tiny bit, but they don't have any kind of dynamic movement into their mouths they just kind of they're on they're on a hinge just like you would think yep. you, you can't see the hinge but like basically the the lower lip will kind of move up and down and that's how you're supposed to assume it's they're, they're speaking and and most of the dialogue was connotated by the puppet who was the speaker became more animated they be and and I'm using that term not in the drawn animation sense but in the they were moving a lot more and swaying and and gesturing, gestic- gesticulating. Is it gesticulating when you talk? Yeah, to I think uh, gesturing. Yeah, so so they were doing they were doing a lot more of that when it was their turn to talk, and that kind of made up for the lip flaps. But yeah, I don't know that it, it was a weird thing with the show where I kept trying to put my finger on what it was because there would for sure be these moments where 
I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, this is so weird. It's puppets. And then at the same time, I stop and think to myself, I have seen well over 300 anime. Yeah. Like, like I cannot, I am in no position, not that I ever would, but I'm in no position to turn up my nose at something because it's weird because it's like puppets or something. Like that's, I am totally not in that position in my life. So... So it didn't really bother me, honestly. It was a lot of it. Was, a lot of it was like the way that people approach CG. They say, "Oh, I can't watch this. It's CG. It's a CG anime. I can't watch Nice of Sidonia or Ajin. It's all in CG." And I say to those people that yes, it feels weird for about twenty minutes, and then you forget that it's even weird to begin with. You 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 adapt. It's like if I pick up an old video game, like play PS1 RPG or something, if I pick up Legend of Dragoon or something like that, I look at that game and I say, this looks really bad. Yeah. Because I'm used to playing Final Fantasy 15, ridiculous, my retina, retina it's exploding so graphics. It's so pretty the characters have to take selfies. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I just want to take Prompto's <laughs> face and just punch it. <laughs> just <laughs> punch it really hard. So I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. I won't go down that tangent. So... When I pick up Legend of Dragoon, which looks terrible, and the characters that you move around barely to have faces, I, I it's the same way you were with Final Fantasy VII. You, yeah. you 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 looked at Final Fantasy VII. You said this looks really bad. I look at it and I and I say yes, it looks bad today. But after I play it for an hour and a half, I will forget that it looks bad. And that is how this is. So I watch an episode and I'm like, this is really weird because something is weird. Something weird is going on. It just doesn't fit my eyeballs correctly. This, this puppet theater thing but then after the first episode or the second episode I, I i forget that it's even puppets really and i just appreciate the the pacing one because it has a lot of action scenes in it two the action in general because it outdoes anime in almost every way and down from the fight choreography to the level of activity that's happening in the fights to the amount of violence that they have. And they actually kill characters and aren't afraid of killing them. I, I will say one more thing on the puppet thing with the eyes adjusting. Like I said, I tried a couple episodes. I never got into it, but I'm probably an odd one out here. And I, I know people who love this show. You're not odd because I talked to Kimiko and she couldn't even watch it because she was so weirded out by it. Is it, there's something in the movement. I don't know. I don't know what it's it is. It's the Uncanny guys. Valley, I think. It just doesn't... Yeah. They're not moving. They don't move quite like people. But they don't move, move quite like animation either. They Yeah, well, they move enough like people that you get it. Like you, The activities on the screen make sense. They seem like people, but the, but they're only 95% moving like a person would, and so you're like, oh, this is weird. One one other one other opinion I feel like I can have about the show, and then I'll let you kind of finish up whatever else you have to say about the review because I don't have that much more myself to add. But I will say that the music in this show is really good. Yeah, and especially and, the opening theme song is really really good. And the reason why I can say I say I can say that is because I actually so when I'm when I'm writing, I will go on YouTube, and if I if I don't have a song for the scene I'm writing or I don't want to have to like think about making a playlist or I'm tired of all my music, I'll go on YouTube and I'll just be like the most inspirational anime soundtracks or the most epic anime music or just something really generic. And there are those two hour 
things that people have put together of 50 songs that just fade one song into the next. And I kept I kept coming back to these couple songs that I found on it and I realized that they were all Thunderbolt Fantasy. Yeah. So the music in this show is really good. The production is quite high and I kind of wonder how expensive this show was to make. I feel like it's either very expensive or unbelievably cheap. I'll see if I can find it for you. I doubt you will, but because it's not like they're spending hundreds and hundreds or even thousands of hours animating something by hand. They are doing a cut. It's more like the equivalent of what I guess how they would film like a like a TV show, like a live action TV show with the puppets and then they place enhancements over top of it with 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 CG and computer graphics or whatever, computer graphics and and effects. So I don't really know. Um, this show is such that I feel like not everybody will will appreciate it, and not everybody will even give it a chance. I've seen a few people in the chat saying they would definitely skip this show because, I don't know, it's not for them. You're not really required to like it, honestly. Did you find something? I, I did find something, Okay. just as a note, on the cost. Now, this comes from the Thunderbolt Fantasy subreddit. Okay. So it's so a random got. person on Reddit. Take it for what it is. This uh, Blind Freeman writes, I did some light digging and found out that a big budget Taiwanese puppet film costs about $10 million. For comparison, Spirited a Away film? cost about $18 million, which is roughly 150000 a minute. So um, Yeah, but this guy is not understanding economics. $10 million today is not the same as $18 million 20 years ago. Oh, so yeah, but I'm I'm just going I'm just going more on the Taiwanese puppet film costs about ten million. All right, so ten million bucks. So I mean, if you if you want to extrapolate that out, you have that's a film. So th- that's uh, that's fairly expensive. And actually. say it's ninety minutes. That's fairly expensive. You're Th- talking twenty million bucks, around. I'm just guessing. Uh huh. I'm guessing that the that the per episode that the a, 12, a 13 episode series would then cost around 20 million dollars. Yeah. So which is um or more than that actually maybe 30 million. That that seems like a lot. I kind of wonder what in the hell they're spending all the money on. But they probably destroy a lot of those puppets. But then I can't imagine that they cost all that much individually. Thousand bucks. Five hundred. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe more. There, I, I don't there know. There has to be a crap ton of editing for something like this. I mean, whereas in animation, I think most of your time and money goes for all of the key animators and in-between animators and that process, not necessarily the storyboard or the writing or the editing or the the post, but that process of physically animating, I think all of the work for this is on the back end. So this anime, this this puppet Thunderbolt Fantasy show is is, is quite good, but I think that it's only for a certain group of people. And I don't think that you're required to like it. I don't think that anybody should be down on somebody for not liking it. It's we're all anime fans, and this is not anime. This is Taiwanese puppet puppet puppetry. And while I think that it's quite good and was very entertaining, I think that if you're a person who picks it up on Crunchyroll, watches an episode of it, and goes, "This is really weird. I don't know if I like this," you probably don't, and you should just drop it. Because there's enough, there's enough high quality action scenes in the first episode that you know what the action in the show will feel like. Yeah, 
So, and if you're not a person who likes watching puppets, if that if, if if the puppets fit into like the clown category for you, if this is weirding me out, then just don't watch it. You know what I will say though, just because it is cool to see. The spectacle is cool to see. Go on Crunchyroll, watch some of the first episode and watch the episode 0. Now that I know it's there, I'm totally going to check it out because I think it would be cool to see the making of. Like it yeah. it is it is cool to see as a spectacle. So, I think that this is getting a season two. Um, according to NeoGaf, it, it, it was announced. It is getting a season two. So I don't know if I'll watch season two. I suppose we could put it up for a poll again. But the story kind of ends, it kind of, kind of ends tying most of the loose ends off. So they could easily start off another adventure. There could be hundreds of episodes. There could be hundreds of seasons of this. Puppet adventures. Go. But in the end, it was pretty good. You know, I think it's a lot better than a lot of people will give it credit for because of what it is. But in the end, if you're a guy, if you're a person who likes action or wants to watch something different, this is a really good fit for you. So I will give this show four puppets that explode when hit with a sword out of five. Dang, there. that's a good score. It's pretty good. Pretty good. There, there are times when like a guy will like slice a puppet in half, and they'll have like it explode, and like clothing, like cloth will fly. And then there are times when a guy will stab one of the main characters to the chest with a sword, and like blood will like rush out of it. I mean, there's a, it's pretty gory, pretty bloody, some blood. Awesome. All right, you know what so. It's time for? Yeah, so check it out if you like. If you like uh, puppets and stuff, check it out. If if, if you want to watch something different, check it out. But don't feel compelled. I I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah, what time is it? I think it's time for. Oh, my volume is down. Anime. Oops, yep, anime. <laughs> anime. It's time for an edit. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, bag, bag. I felt Kazuo in my spirit doing the mailbag bag dance with me. All right, so if you want to submit a mailbag to the podcast, you can do it on our website, www.aapodcast.com. We really do love getting mailbags from you guys, and your mailbags are really helpful to us. Even if, if you submit topic requests, too, we do, we do listen to your topic requests. I think something like half of the next 12 episodes are already planned out, and they, and they are suggested topics. So we do we we do use your suggestions and I appreciate all of your contributions. To your the, to the anime addict overlords appreciate your mailbags. Also, the mobile app, which I was promised again would would be done at the start of next year, will have a section in it where you can submit mailbags via the mobile app. So if you're walking around during the day and you're like, oh, you know what, I really want to ask that question about something, you can open up the app and just submit a question. Boom, done. Boom, it's awesome. You want to read the first mailbag, Chucky? Sure. The first mailbag comes from Super Seiya Shinigami. And they write, Over my many years of anime, I've come to realize that I don't care so much for the CGI-integrated anime as much as I do the more traditional hand-drawn anime. Also, being a no-name fantasy fiction novelist, thoroughly enjoy an immersive story such as Tolkien's Lord of the Rings series, Salvatore's Dark Elves series, and all things Final Fantasy. Most of the anime I watch is good, i.e. Death Note, Fate, 
Sword Art Online, Samurai X, so on and so forth. Can you, can any of you recommend an anime for me that can blow my mind or at least the, feed this swelling hunger in my soul? Your faithful familiar, SSS. I sort of question the goodness of Sword Art Online, but whatever. Everyone's I heard a- it's okay. Anyway, everyone's opinions. Um, so if you like a large scale fantasy world, as you said, this is over recommended, but I think the best one is The Twelve Kingdoms. And from what I have seen of it, and I do need to watch more, I would agree with that. Not only is it awesome, but it has 2,000 pages of fantasy novels behind it as source material. And I'm not talking about like light novels where you look at pictures and read, which nothing wrong with that. But it sounds like if you're writing your own novels, you're probably more into, you know, like just text and stuff. So there are large, meaty books behind 12 kingdoms i think there's eight of them now so it's uh there's a lot there it's a multi-season fantasy anime with a huge mythology and there are some others also uh, future boy conan as i recommend it all i recommend that a lot it's a miyazaki series from the 70s it has a, it has a very large world to it then there's berserk which we just we just talked about berserk season two but the first season of berserk is very like like there's a lot of mythos in there. Arslan Sankey is another kind of big fantasy world that's been getting a reboot as well. Arslan Sankey is the good one. Yeah. Yep. Or like something like Record of Lodos War is maybe not as high quality as the other ones we've mentioned, but it's it has like your very RPG feel, swords and magic fantasy story. That, that, one, that one is kind of a good nostalgia one where the anime itself is, I would say, just solidly okay, but it does hit on the nostalgia factor because it literally was based after a D&D campaign. Yeah. So the next mailbag is from Voyager. Voyager writes, Hey, 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 AAA. I have done the impossible. I have obtained a girlfriend and successfully introduced her to anime through a few films by Ghibli. Congratulations. Well done. Congratulations. Well done, sir. I hope you still have her because this is like three months after you submitted, probably. Although, also, if you don't, she probably didn't deserve you. Yeah, the hell with her. And uh, to everyone who doesn't have a girlfriend and doesn't want one, that is your choice and don't feel bad about it. So, she's no, she's big on romance and I know very little about the romance genre. For reference, One Punch Man and stuff like that is more my speed. What romance anime, preferably serious romance rather than romantic comedy, can you recommend? Oh, see, my my initial go-to was Nozaki-kun because that anime is so funny. But uh, that's definitely a comedy. It's also not a romance. They don't uh, even, like, do anything. Uh, he it said has, he said it a, has romance Chiaki, notes. He said a serious romance. And it says I, I it know, says serious romance not not boy is totally inept and yeah, can't no, realize no, no, a girl no, no. likes him. It said what romance anime and then my mind went to Nozaki and then is a preferably serious romance not romantic comedy. And then I was like, "Oh, that's why I said my mind gosh, me to get off my nuts." Yeah. Well, your nuts are just hanging out of your pants. You tie those babies up. You're going to get that caught on a tripwire. I'm actually a Tanuki. Yeah? Yeah. So here's a good one for you. I think this is a great recommendation. You already said she likes Ghibli. Whisper of the Heart is a romance anime, and it's a Ghibli movie. They're a little younger, so they're not, like, making out and having sex, but it's it's more than any other a romance movie. I would say Paradise Kiss. 
Yes. Paradise Kiss as well as Nana. Nana and Paradise Kiss both have romance as a heavy focus. They're both quite serious and more mature. And they're both really good. Nana Nana is a lot more of a time investment than Paradise Kiss is, but arguably better, I would say. Honey and Clover is a masterpiece and is a romance comedy that is... I don't know what else can I say about it. It's a masterpiece. Millennium Actress is probably the best Satoshi Kon movie, and it, at its core, it is a romance, I would say. I think it's about like a woman who's reminiscing about rem- past romances and things like that, her romancing... Reminiscing about her life, and in that, there's there's some romantic elements involved. Voices of a Distant Star is a Shinkai movie, which is very timely, because Shinkai is like the hottest shit right now. And that is very short, so you can get your girlfriend to watch it with that much time investment needed. And it's a sci-fi, 25 minutes long sci-fi show that is definitely a romance. Really, all of Shinkai's films kind of have I would say all of them except for Hoshio Okodomo have romance as the central theme yeah Byosoku 5 centimeter definitely this last one your name um, yeah Garden of Words Garden of Words I mean and there is a romance in Hoshio Okodomo Children Who Chase Lost Voices from Down Below has a romance in it but that's not the focus of it but I would argue his other films the relation the romantic relationship of the characters is an integral part of the plot now, granted, it's not always happy, a la Biosico five centimeters, but yeah. If you wanted something a little less intense and uh, a little more recent, Plastic Memories was was fairly good. So, um, next mailbag. Next mailbag. So the next mailbag comes from our favorite. No, not really. You're all our favorites. We don't have one. We don't play. We favorites. don't play favorites. But. I did, my mind went there because he writes a lot. Comes from Ryotaro Vegeta. We all know that Onizuka is a great teacher, but where does Miss Machiko rank? She's smart, athletic, and her underage students are constantly getting looks at her underpants. So I watched a, a, a few minutes of this, and it's definitely a show, an order show, and it's... It's a series that revolves around this teacher named Machiko, who's she's an elementary school teacher, but she wears like really sexually revealing clothing, like like mini skirts and stuff. And she finds herself in sexual situations a lot, and is very popular with her students, especially the boys who like to lift up her skirt, lift up her skirt. And but they're elementary school kids. Like, what could they be doing to her? They don't have elementary school kids don't have sex drives. So, yeah, I mean, you can just watch the opening video. Like, one thing that happens is she's, like, swimming in the pool in a bikini. And as she swims by, a couple kids are on the side of the pool on, like, the diving boards. And they have fishing poles. And they pull her bikini off with with the fishing poles. And she gets out of the pool and she's naked. And it's like, hee hee. Which I feel like that is a great way to get a fishing hook in your back. Or in your boob, yeah. Ugh. Oh, I got a, like, like a deep cringe at the thought. It's okay. There's no fish hook in your boob. Thank you. It's okay. Thank you. Or there's like, actually in the opening video, there's a full frontal nudity shot of her. She, she's like taking a shower because all the kids are watching her shower through like this door, this glass door. And <laughs> this sounds terrible. And she is, she like turns around while she's showering and it's just full boob. Full this boobage. sounds terrible. Anyway, I, I'm sure he's joking really, but it's a far cry from Onizuka, who is probably my favorite anime character of all time and has been for a long time. So... 
If you haven't watched Great Future on Izuka, you really should. Next mailbag, I'm going to ask Chucky to read it because I'm losing my voice. <laughs> oh, but but he's requesting you specifically. Is he? Yes. Oh, my God. Jesus. Requesting a Velociraptor voice from Mitsugi. By the way, it's Relic va- Vapor? Relic Vapor. Okay. What What is my Velociraptor voice again? I don't know. He's like... Like that? Is that is that it? Anyway, uh, I will take no. I won't take no for an answer. Oh, I just did it for you. Um, before I think he wants the whole mailbag read in a velociraptor. I can't voice. do that voice for the whole mailbag. Before I begin, I'd like to say my English is not perfect, and much love from the Philippines. Would you guys be interested in interacting more with your viewers? What better way that, than to connect with them through my anime list? Every week, people would. Send their my anime list handles, and the and the AAA podcast members get to dissect and react to its contents. And at the end, maybe suggest a series that you think they'd like based on what they watched and scored. And also, Mitsugi definitely won. Actually, you should read the end of this one. No, no, you're good. You've started it. Mitsugi definitely won that postmodernism debate. Just saying. Well, I like your question and I like your idea, but. Right now, I really don't have enough time to take on more for the podcast. If the podcast keeps doing well and people like the mobile app that comes out, I am going to consider doing podcasting full-time. So if that happened, then there would be a lot more time to devote like you know, an extra 40 hours a week type of time for things like that. So we'll see. We'll see going forward. I, I suck at my anime list. Honestly, it's just one of those... I'm just not good at keeping up with it. Follow me on Twitter, though. Like, I talk to people on Twitter every day. I have on my anime list, and it's up to date, but... Mine is not. I don't go on there all the time. Last mailbag? Last mailbag comes from Lady Greybush. Wow. (laughs) Chiaki. I tried really hard to keep a straight face. Hi, who are some of my favorite anime celebrity? Who are some of your favorite anime celebrities that you have met over the years? Also, was any celebrity that you have met particularly rude? Love the show. Thanks for doing what you do. I think we have the same answer for favorite. Well, my favorite was Steve Bloom. He's Mine awesome. Mine was too. And and honestly, Steve Bloom cemented himself as as being my favorite, not just because the voice he him as the voice of Spike was like my childhood in a nutshell. Not because he is an incredibly kind guy, and not just because he goes out of his way for his fans and has amazing talent, but because when we interviewed him, and those of you who've listened to the show for a long time, you know the story, but when we interviewed him, Mitsugi was working and he joined the interview at like the last second. Like he was racing into the convention hotel where we were at and I had to set up all the equipment and I totally botched it. And we ended up recording with the laptop's internal microphone and not with the nice microphones that we had. And I literally. Those nice microphones that are like collecting dust in our closet now? Well, they were our nice microphones. They were nice back then. And I literally, I went home and cried. Like, that's how disraught I was. And I sent him an email and I was basic. I owned up to my mistake. And he was totally like, no, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I'll find time in my schedule tomorrow and we'll sit down and we'll re-record the interview. And he re-recorded the interview and he was on point and he wasn't pissed off and he still shot the shit with us. And he's really nice. And like that, that to me is like, 
that's that to me is more than just like oh you're really talented or oh you treat your fan well fans well that's like the above and beyond kind of you're just a good person yeah like so steve bloom for that reason is probably my favorite i haven't i haven't really met anyone who who i would say is rude i mean we probably have met like two dozen voice actors actresses and interviews and none of them have been anything less than pleasant yeah so which is which is good because nobody wants to have to like interview someone who's being who's being you know mean to you or cruel or whatever. So, all right, good episode. Indeed, we did it. Yeah. So the the podcast probably won't record next week because it's Christmas. Yeah, and it's literally Christmas Day. It is literally. on the normal. It's not like oh we're gonna be traveling. It's like no, that's literally Christmas. Yeah. So, but I will. But we will still have um, the our hobby addicts hentai episodes after party content available for you on our website. But we just won't be recording a full on episode because it's Christmas. So I can't imagine that many of you really expect it. It's that time of year. I imagine we'll probably have one on New Year's Day. At yes. least, you, at least you and I. Yeah. Kazuo yes. and Kimiko might be hungover, and I and I and I think I can confirm right now that we will be doing our our picks for the winter 2017 season. And I and I will say to everyone, the first will probably be my last episode until end of of January because I, as I mentioned, the Alchemist of Loom is out on the 10th, and I have a book tour planned that's going to take me two or three weeks and so I will be traveling so I'm glad I'm here today because I love you all yeah so again our website's aaapodcast.com and that's where you can get all of our additional content you can support the you can support our the the podcast and get eight out eight extra episodes a month of content which is which is I hope will fill your work days with much glee yes and, of course, you can find us on all of the social media, Facebook, iTunes, um, Google Play, YouTube, everything else in between. So thank you all for listening, tuning in, watching live. I love each and every one of you. I hope everybody has an unbelievable holiday season. I hope you eat way too many Christmas cookies and have so much fun with your, with your friends and family. And we'll see you guys when we come back uh, and fresh for the fresh start in the new year. Welcome to 2017. Stay safe, happy holidays, happy new year, and know no matter what happens, you have some addicts on this end of the podcast universe that love you. See you guys later.